Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Low Key Podcast. This is a special Tucson edition of Low Key. This episode is sponsored by Justin's. Justin's creates a nut butter that's organic, rich, and creamy with flavors like honey, hazelnut, vanilla, and chocolate. If you, if you have a sweet tooth, try their peanut butter cups, which come in white chocolate and dark chocolate. So check out Justin's and get a tasty treat. Now, without further ado, Lynette with Pueblo Vida Brewing. It's nice. It's easy. It's low-key. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Low Key. I'm here with one of the owners from Pueblo Vida, um, Lynette. Yep. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm excited to have you guys on. Um, I'm going to check out your brewery later on tonight. And awesome. I'm super excited about it. So your, your logo is really cool, and I just really like the way you guys brand things. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what Pueblo Vida is? and um, how it became Pueblo Vida now from an, from an idea of what it was to where it is now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Kyle and I are the owners. Um, he's my partner, and him and I met at U of A. Um, we were both going to school there, University of Arizona. Okay. Um, and he was getting his finance degree, and I was getting my marketing degree, um, and we graduated in 2009. And there just wasn't a job market for us at that mm-hmm. point. Um, so we decided to do our own thing. Awesome. <laughs> kind of got pushed into it. We had always kind of talked about it, but um, the realization was at that point that we either did it now or kept waiting for, you know, whatever to happen. Um, so we actually moved to Seattle, um, and Kyle got an internship wow. to brew out there. He brewed under Lazy Boy Brewing, which is in Everett, okay. Washington. Um, and we were up there for a couple years, learned the industry, learned how to brew beer commercially, um, because Kyle used to do it in college. Um, that's how we got beer cheaply (laughs) during college. Um, but yeah, so we moved out there, lived out there for a while. Um, awesome beer scene in Seattle. So we couldn't have asked for a better city to kind of get our feet wet. Um, and then our plan was always to come here to Tucson. We love Tucson. It's our home. It's where we met. Mm. Um, the vibe here is awesome. It's such a, a lot happening. Um, so, and our plan was to open in downtown, which is where we are. And you'll see kind of where, where the brewery is later tonight. Um, but yeah, downtown vibe. Um, we wanted to create just a space like we were used to going to places like in Seattle. Um, And we wanted to create that just community space where everybody could come in um, and just feel at home, like an extension of their living room, to say, Um, and enjoy a beer. Yeah. And we love beer. So, That's awesome. (laughs) I hope that answered the question. (laughs) I probably rambled more than... (laughs) No, it's okay. It's your story. (laughs) What, um, how did you guys meet, which would be a pretty cool story, (laughs) and and why is your beer so relevant? and uh, unique right now? 
Um, so Kyle and I met actually through friends, not a super amazing story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, um, he had some mutual friends and that's how we, we met to make a long story short. Um, and our beer, why is it relevant? Is that what the yeah. question? Yeah. Um, so we're always focusing on what we can do better, what we can do, kind of push the boundaries and, um, try to come up with new things on old styles or making an, a, you know, old world style really, really well. Yeah. Um, so quality, that's like our biggest thing. Um, and that's why we, I think, stay so relevant in my mind. So that's cool. Yeah. What was one of the first craft beers you had that made you, that made you say craft beer is going to be a bigger thing in my life? Um, so there's probably a couple, um, so when I started drinking, I, I was a kind of a cocktail drinker, um, and Kyle introduced me to craft beer, and he said, there's so many flavors, and I was thinking, it, beer is beer, like, it's not that big a deal, um, but he introduced me first to a couple stouts, and um, the chocolate notes, and that just roastiness and creaminess of stouts is what I kind of first fell in love with, um, but, yeah. but the first craft beer that I really remember drinking was Manny's Pale Ale, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, from a brewery Georgetown in the Seattle area. Um, and it was just, it was a maltier Pale Ale. Um, and it was just so refreshing and good. And I never thought I was going to like a Pale Ale because um, I was, you know, just drinking stouts. And, you know, yeah. so that I think was one of the first ones that I was like, wow, this is really good. Um, and then, yeah, I just kept exploring and... That's awesome. Now I can't get enough. <laughs> so. Yeah. Is is a brewery for you, is it different than when you thought it would be? Um, yes, probably. Um, I think I've been surprised in really good ways. Um, we have an amazing, amazing community here in Tucson. And when we first opened our doors, I was really surprised at how nice everybody is here um and everybody welcomed us with open arms we get to do fun collaborations with other business owners and businesses here in town um and then just our actual customers they all have such wonderful stories to tell and it's just such an amazing thing to be a part of and Mm. so that was really surprising to me because I just didn't know you know what kind of place we would we would be we would have you know yeah when we started so it's definitely what I wanted but it's been better than I expected so that's awesome yeah what are your some what are some of your favorite beer and food pairings Ooh, so many (laughs) you could just tell Uh, us a couple yeah let me see if I can narrow it down um So beer and sweets actually (laughs) have been really good and pairing them with like surprising things like an IPA with, you know, a cake of some sort or something, you know, that you just wouldn't expect. I think those are like the not so obvious that really surprised me and I enjoy trying out, Mm -hmm. um, just like trying to push the boundaries and trying to see what tastes good with this or that, um, so 
we we've done a couple beer dinners um in our space and also with other restaurants around town um but we're also doing like a um a goodies pairing um with the local local baker in town that's awesome so that sort of stuff has been really fun and trying to you know pair things with and the tasting and all of that so yeah that's really (laughs) cool is there, is there any parts of your professions that you find particularly enjoyable? Um, so I'm a mar- I was a marketing major. That's what I graduated with at the U of A. And so the marketing aspect um, is really, really fun for me of putting, of putting together events and creating them, you know, just like talking it out with our team and deciding this would be really cool and then just making it happen. Um, that's been really fun and enjoyable for mm. me. Do you, do you work at any, like any side of the brewing part or? No, I don't do any of the actual brewing. Um, we usually have team meetings where we kind of talk about which beers to do next and things like that, but I don't actually do any of the technical brewing. Okay. What is your personal favorite, like beer or or that we make that, that you make or that you just love in general? Um, well, I love IPAs right now, um, and we've been lately have been doing some Northeast style IPAs, which are just creamier in the mouthfeel um, and fruitier tones overall. Mm. Um, so that's really what I've been enjoying drinking lately. So okay, yeah. Do you do you mind telling us a little bit about like some of the hops you guys use or? Oh yeah, not at all. Um, so hops are fun. It can change a beer completely. Um, and we like to do a lot of single hop IPAs. So right now, right now on tap, we have a Nelson IPA, which is a New Zealand hop, Nelson Salving. Um, and that's really fun. It's really tropical hop. Um, so single hop IPAs like that. Um, we have a Northwest style IPA, which has a, some of those um, pine, more bitter hops in mm. it. So... We play around. We like I said, we like to do a lot of single hops that really showcase the one hop we're we're playing and testing with at that moment in time. But then we also do, you know, a combination of things. So hops that complement each other. Yeah, that's really <laughs> awesome. Is there is there any like what's the biggest misconception about the life of a brewer? Oh, um, that it's glamorous and it's <laughs> really very janitorial. <laughs> So we're constantly cleaning. Um, that's a huge part of the brewing um, world is making sure everything's sanitized and clean and stays clean and there's no bacteria or infections or anything in, in the part of like when they're brewing the beer. Um, so I think that's one of the min- biggest misconceptions that it seems really fun to like, oh, you're brewing beer, you're making alcohol. But it's actually a pretty slow process where there's a lot yeah. of cleaning in between. So a brew day itself takes about eight hours or so, depending mm-hmm. on the beer. Um, but then that beer's not actually ready for another two to three weeks, depending. So on the style of the beer. But um, yeah, so I think sometimes it seems really cool and fun. And we, you think maybe we're drinking all day long, but really, yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> we're cleaning all day long. <laughs> so... That's awesome. Yeah. Which is there? Is there any like breweries, or um, or any other like microbrewery that has inspired like you and Kyle to to be in the brewing industry? Oh gosh, 
So many, probably. That's kind of what we did all through. I mean, we still do it now, but every time we're in a new city, we just like to go to new breweries, um, more established breweries, and just see what they have going on. Um, for the newer breweries, it's always fun to see how they're starting um, and what the, what they kick off their um, beers with. Um, with more established breweries, it's fun to see, you know, how far they've grown and what is the really cool stuff that they're doing that they're able to do now that they're bigger. Um, So just kind of watching and learning and tasting. So, yeah. I don't know if there's, I can say, like, one particular brewery, Mm -hmm. but all over. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is there... um how much? How many batches of, of beer do you guys typically make in in a month? Um, so we have a seven barrel system. Okay. And when we started, we had four seven barrel fermenters. Um, we've since we've been open two years now, and um, halfway through year one, we realized we need to almost immediately needed to expand. And the building next to us was open, so we um, tore down a wall and expanded um, and added two more 15-barrel fermenters. So we basically doubled our brewing capacity. Um, So now we're able, we're we're probably brewing, I would say maybe about 60 barrels a month or so. Wow. So, which is pretty good, but it still doesn't seem like it's quite enough. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Why, why did you guys personally choose Tucson over any other city? Um, so, like I said before, Tucson is definitely our home. Um, mm-hmm. We just love it here. We love the weather here. We love the people here. Um, we love the food here. So it was kind of a no-brainer for us to, to, come, back, to come back here and, and open here. Um, but more than that, it's the fact that, or the reason mainly that we opened in downtown it's the fact that it was still pretty underdeveloped when we, we started looking. And we could see that maybe it could be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and since, I mean, in the two years that we have been open, it's definitely grown quite a bit down there. And there's a lot more happening, which we're really excited about. Um, but it's a cool city that's still emerging and still kind of figuring out who it is. Yeah. So, so we're excited to be kind of on the ground floor of that and, and awesome. grow with it. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the name. I, I'm intrigued. Um, uh-huh. How did you guys come Pueblo up with the Vida. name? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Tucson's known as the Old Pueblo. That's Tucson's nickname. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and Vida means life in Spanish. Um, so we wanted something that meant Tucson's life um, or what, you know, Tucson can be. So we were, like I said, we love this place. So, so we, it's kind of our ode to Tucson. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Tell me a little bit. I I saw on Instagram, there's a yoga thing that goes on. There yoga is. And yeah. <laughs> I may check it out tomorrow, just depending on <laughs> on how late I stay out. But um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, so our tap room has wood floors, and the aesthetics of it are like red brick buildings, and it's just in this old, beautiful, almost hundred year old building in downtown Tucson. 
And when I, I saw it, I just thought, oh my gosh, like we could totally do yoga in this space because nice. it just feels like it. Um, and so every Saturday night, we move all of the tables and chairs out of the tap room area. Um, and then Sunday morning, we have um, people come in and I have yoga teachers from different studios around town um, that, that come and teach every Sunday. We have it every single Sunday. So every Sunday, it's a different teacher. Um, but yeah, we get a good crowd and we do yoga for an hour and then everybody gets a beer. So it's detox retox. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, and it's only $5 and you get a a yoga class and a beer. So it's like a great deal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, tell us a little bit about your, your beers and like your favorites or personal favorites and just describe them to us. Yeah, so we um, constantly change what we have on tap. Um, we, ca- we have a Bavarian Hefeweizen, which is the only one probably that doesn't change very regularly. Um, and we like to keep that one on tap because Tucson has such hot weather and it's such a nice, refreshing beer, um, which is why we leave it on all the time. Um, but it's a South German-style Hefeweizen, so it has... Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more flavor than your typical American Hefeweizen, which tend to be maybe sometimes a little dry. Yeah. Um, but this one has really um, clear notes of, like, banana and vanilla. Whoa. Um, so it's very refreshing. I love it a lot. Um, and then we constantly have an array of IPAs or pale L's on. Um, like I said, we love playing with hops. They're super interesting. So we're constantly playing around with that and seeing different combinations and showcasing single hops and things like that. Hmm. Um, and then we always try to keep a dark beer on. So right now we have our breakfast out. Um, it's a very creamy and chocolatey, but then we also finish it off with cold brew coffee. Um, yeah. So it has some awesome coffee notes to it. Hence breakfast. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's That's kind of our lineup. That's really cool. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to start a microbrewery or start a brewery? Um, plan. Um, Kyle and I planned our our vision for five years from the moment we decided like that we're gonna do this. It took us five years till we actually opened the doors. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that it needs to take that long, but we definitely tried to vet as much before we actually opened those doors. Um, every single piece of it we were trying, you know, thinking about and kind of had a plan for, and we hoped for the best. And um, I think that is definitely what I would say is the biggest ad- piece of advice I could give somebody is just to make sure they plan out what what it is they want it's not I don't feel like it's something that can just be thrown together yeah Hmm. interesting and what what would um if I was like a first time person to the craft beer industry or just coming into your shop Uh what would you recommend for me to try or have um so I always ask people what they like um every single beer is going to be quite different um and so depending on what you like to drink already, um, whether that be a cocktail or, you know, um, wine or whatever it is, um, and then try to steer them towards tasting notes that maybe match what they already love to drink. 
Um, or just, you know, have them taste a couple and see see what they're liking or don't like. Yeah. But, Very yeah. Cool. So how would, how would people connect with you or see how you're doing, what, what you guys are doing and whatnot? Yeah, the best form to, or the best way to connect with us um, is social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook that we keep updated very regularly. Um, and the, our tag name is at Pueblo Vida. Okay. Yeah, so that's the easiest and best way. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for being on the Low Key Podcast. Yeah, thank and you. thanks for telling us about Pueblo Vida. And I'll definitely check you guys out tonight or this weekend. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hope to see you there. Yeah, maybe yoga in the morning. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. See ya. Thank you. Hey, guys. And thanks again for listening to the Low Key Podcast. want to thank Lynette for being on the Low Key Podcast. If you're ever in the Tucson area, go try out Pueblo Vida and drink some of their great beers that they have. Guys, if you subscribe to us, go rate us on iTunes and give us some feedback by commenting. Also, if you don't subscribe to us, subscribe to us on iTunes and you can listen on our website. Go follow us on Instagram and check out out what's going on on Instagram and Facebook. Like us on Facebook. And also go check out all of Pueblo Vida's social mediums too as well. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hit up Tucson and keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low-key. Have a nice day, guys.